Welcome to the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast. Podcast. Strangle your demons and let's go. Y'all need Jesus! When I was younger, so much younger than today, I never needed anybody's help in any way. Welcome to the Comfortable and Chaos Podcast. I am your host, Eric Helberg, and you know we're like Einstein over here, not in brain power, just that we are passionately curious, passionately curious about all things pertaining to men. How in the hell did we get here? And where is it that we want to go in unison, collectively, together, helping one another? Iron sharpens iron. And only other men can really impact and influence other men. I believe that is true. And... When you find yourself a bit isolated, only a brother can grab your hand, listen, talk, share, and it does a great deal for you to make sense of the situation you may find yourself in and or what direction to go. It sounds so simple, man, but why do we find it? So hard to do it. We know this is part two of the episode I did yesterday called Help for You, Help for Me. Excuse me. That black buffalo is trickling down my throat. But before we wade into these waters ever deeper, I don't know what happened in Canada, man. I don't know if Trudeau... And I know Molson's not the preponderance of Canadians' favorite beer. Y'all got crap like La Femme du Monde, the end of the world. It's strong as hell. And I've been kicked in the head with it a couple of times. But I need to learn more about Canadian beers. And my buddy, Keith, <laughs> up in Canada, he sent me a whole list of them. I'm not going to look it up right now. But um, one day I hope to get up there. And hell, I'd like to meet some of those Royal Canadian Mounted Police. That's who I'd like to meet. Maybe they're still on the border. Maybe their horses had to go the other way, just showing their ass. But I think they're more worried these days instead of wearing their brown rounds. I think Trudeau's got them deciding if they're going to wear brown underwear or not when they get back up on their horse. And that's the problem with that great nation up there because Canada is filled with hardy souls Now, I don't know, like I said previous, if he got you guys all drunk on cheap Molson beer and so he could pass a bill through Parliament, maybe take another $60,000 trip to Jamaica at your expense, fly planes that he apparently abhors. But he did it. And he's back denouncing greenhouse gases in Parliament probably just last week. But I am going to do an episode on Trudeau where I believe he actually came from, who I believe he's actually related to, and then you'll understand the symbiotic nature that he possesses internally uh, 
between socialism, communism, Marxism, and his long lineage. But all I can say is thank you, Canada, because you blew up my show. And um, that's really, really cool. So thank you, Keith, as well. All right. What we're talking about, men, is help. We asked in the last episode, not what you are, but who you are. And in the course of finding out just who in the hell you are, right? How did we get here and where is it that we want to go? We have settled in to something familiar. And familiar does not necessarily mean bad. It just means there is, in some form or fashion, a bit of complacency. And as we ended the last episode, it works up until it does not. But something deep down inside of you says, I not only want more, in order to not just subsist, I actually need more. That's very hard for us to face, especially if you have to go to a loved one or decision makers in your circle of life and espouse that to them. Because what is that going to subject you to, right? And that's when your old friend, the friend that has outlived his usefulness, pops into your head. And that's the old friend of guilt. Maybe you've carried it since you were tiny. I mean, let's, let's not get too far off in the weeds, but let's just make it very simplistic. Let's say you have a family, you have a busy schedule, you have teenage kids, or maybe put yourself back when you were a teenager. Families have been moving and shaking. It comes to a Friday night, and you're like... Man, my friends are having a little bit of a party. Even just maybe my friends are having a get-together at another person's home. And you want to go. But your parents would like you to stay and spend time with them, right? Is that what we call a double blind? Let's say you honor thy mother and honor thy father, which is appropriate. So is also going to see your friends. Nothing wrong with that. Especially if you're well-intentioned, generally well-meaning. You just want the social aspect of it. You feel guilty if you tell your parents different. So you stay home. You diss your friends. But in that regard, you dissed yourself. You were not authentic. And you feel guilty for it. Guilt's a real strong mechanism. And unbeknownst to a lot of parents, we use it uh, to our advantage on our own kids. How do we ensure compliance in a lot of different ways, whether they're doing something right or wrong? And that attribute becomes our old sidekick. And it's very hard to shake it as we move through life. But it does outlive its usefulness. And ultimately, you have to confront it. And really what we're talking about is the familiar, what you know now. But in order to find out who you are and how that will truly impact not only yourself, 
the world around you, you're going to have to delve off into the unfamiliar. Ultimately, there will be some pain involved, some discomfort involved in change. And that's why oftentimes we don't affect that change, that familial, familiar pain is what we know. And kind of like that frog in the pot that everyone's heard that analogous to, we'd rather stay right there than take the pain of leaping out high outside the rim of that pot and then you have to make a landing down below. There's some pain involved. We don't know what's coming, but which one is worse? If you continue where you are at right now, is this, going back to episode one, who you are and who you want to be and or are you willing to accept the new pain, challenges to come, to find out who you truly are? So let's boil this down since we mentioned the frog in the pot analogy. I don't, I don't like it. I liked it when I first heard it, but everyone's using it now. I'm going to have to think a little bit harder and come up with something better. But at least we're all on the same sheet of music. And we're all adult male listeners. And going back to the first part of this series, we talked about when you come upon your Titanic. And really, for the matter at hand, you've taken every evasive action that you can. Now, we're not going to get into the actual story. Did they have binoculars up in the watch nest and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But they took action, but they still struck it. Now we're at the precipice. We've been confronted with something. We realize we are at a stalemate, stagnant. And oftentimes in life, there are zero pain-free options. In fact, I would venture to tell you other than when you were a dependent of your parents or totally autonomous, which is very rare, whereby you don't answer to anyone and you were provided for, there is a risk-reward or pain-reward in every aspect of our life, every decision that we make. So, are you willing to keep undergoing the pain of your own suppression, typically born out of guilt? It could be reinforced with condemnation, shame externally. Or, are you willing to venture forward and decide to be yourself, which may be painful because it could look as an affront to those that know you best. But in the course of being yourself, willing to accept the pain, 
if you are not accepted when you are authentic. The pain of suppression so that you will be accepted. The familiar, it is known. Or actually being yourself and still not being accepted. That's what keeps us stuck. And I would venture to tell you, and I have eviscerated myself, man. I know some of you guys have been right there. I think the pain of dependence is actually more gruesome than the pain that will come in exercising your independence. Now, we're doing a lot of word salad going round and round here. So let's crystallize this a little further. All men should be independent. In the familial setting, in the workplace setting, they will also be interdependent. That's crucial. That's I know. You have to get along. You have to function. But if you can do that, but remain independent as an employer, isn't that who you want? Isn't that your star employee, someone who actually can make something happen? They get a brief bit of guidance. They go off. You don't worry about it again. We're designed to make decisions. We're designed to take risks. We're designed to be challenged. And if you're not finding that for yourself or have that opportunity in your current state, well, that's exactly what we are talking about here. An independent does not mean that you will not ask for help. I think when you arrive at that point, you realize that you can. You realize that you are not unlike any other man right here on this earth. Nothing special, simply trying to make a difference in this world around you. So I would tell you that being independent and the pain of forging that is probably worth it. And you can send me something in the comments if you think otherwise. And ultimately... You are going to have to learn to push aside everything that we have already described here and learn to be yourself in order to truly find out who it is that you are. We're going to wrap this up on the very next episode. Help for you. Help for me. Part three. So until next time on the Comfortable and Chaos Podcast, I bid you bon voyage, my burgeoning flock, and for my Canadian hosers, I just like saying it. It's kind of like that gondola on the bottle of La Fin du Monde. I'll see you next time. Until next time, like and subscribe to the Comfortable and Chaos Podcast.